five, four, three, two, one. Ho, ho, ho. I'm John Miglosh, and we've got a good show today for you. We're going to start off with um, the gym group. Guy's eating cereal. He can't quite get that to work. The couch seems to be broken. Oh, no, it's his wife. She's doing leg presses on the couch. There's a gym group round the corner with actual leg press machines. Get lots of top quality equipment from just $13.99 a month. Okay, so that's a really quick, nice commercial. And uh, right to the point and a little bit of humor in it. I like that. So let's hear the backstory. Silly ways to get fit. The UK fitness brand January campaign uh, has a 50-second version, but I couldn't find it. Uh, silly ways people attempt to work out from home to save money. And they have people running stairs and they have people carrying the grocery bags. When I started lifting weights, which I don't anymore, but I should, uh, I actually filled jugs of uh, milk jugs with water and started lifting those. And I remember the first time I <laughs> tried working out with the water bottles, I could barely lift my hand t to brush my teeth <laughs> the next day or two. Uh, so it can work. I, I'm a big believer in, you know, getting as much exercise as you can, however you can, because I don't like the idea of wasting the trip to the gym and, you know, just go in the basement. I used to have a really, a really nice workout room down in the basement, but w when the basement flooded, I had to sell it all off, which I did, and I haven't quite recovered from that. Anyway, so uh, a lot of fun. Everybody, you know, with their with their New Year's resolutions, tries to get back in the gym, and I, I'm not arguing that it's a good idea. I think it is. Okay, William Sonoma. WSM surges 67% in the past year, and they said it's because it's diversified its portfolio and uh, the progress of its business-to-business -business division and also its e-commerce platform, and they do mention, now here's the graph. Look at that graph. What a great graph. Let's see. Yeah, from here, zoom up there. Really good, and it grew even faster from June, right? June was kind of a down month. If you would have bought it there, it would be up. More than that? Well, I guess that is the basis. That's the zero basis. Anyway, um, they, they have a couple of catalogs. I was going to bring the Stanley Tucci, but I walked right past it and forgot to stick it in my briefcase. Um, my wife liked that because she's a big fan of Stanley Tucci. They have direct mail catalogs. Unlike a lot of e-commerce companies, they do still do direct mail catalogs. They have, they have retail stores. Um, I did want to talk about, they have efficient circulation, catalog circulation, yeah. I did want to talk about business to business for consumers is very interesting, you know. Uh, you've probably heard me tell the story about Baseball Express. I called him up and I said, you know, do you ever, did you ever consider business to business? Baseball Express was a baseball, baseball equipment catalog. And they said, no, we're strictly consumer. And I said, oh, okay. I said, who buys these? $4,000 pitching machines. And they said, oh, leagues and colleges and even major league teams. I said, did you ever consider the, those might be business-to-business -business customers? They said, no, we're strictly consumer. It was a friend, was a friend of mine, longtime friend and president of the company. So anyway, I, I, can, I, I suggested to him that when we analyzed who bought the pitching machines, they were almost always four-line addresses. Four-line addresses is a, is a clue 
that it's a business. <laughs> you know, John Miglosh at the WDMA.org, 555, Heartland, Wisconsin, whatever. Right. So that fourth line, the company name is, or even Sweet 10 or something, is usually a sign that it's a business. And so you can actually quite quickly look at a, a list of addresses and find what might be business to business. We did the same thing with Cabela's. We found that their best customers, the ones that would order, we found a 5,000, we found 5,000 customers in Cabela's that, yes, David Bear, that were, that actually we got more than 5,000 orders from a 5,000 name segment of their list. Now, that's 5,000 out of 5 million uh, that we mailed that particular day. So it wasn't that big in comparison, but it turned out that they were selling a lot of outfitters and guides and lodges and hotels and resorts in rural areas. And that was, that became a very big piece of their business. Land's End hired me back in, back, back, David Zentmeyer, uh, just to come over and see their business to business uh, launch and whatever. And uh, I handed him, I think I've got a Land's End catalog here. I think it might even be the business to business. Let's see. Land's End. No, it's just a regular Land's End. Um, but he handed me a business to business catalog. And I wanted to illustrate two principles that were a little different in business to business. And he showed me a spread of a golf, of a golf shirt and um nice looking golf shirt and it told about how good it, uh, quality it was and i took the catalog and i folded it i folded around like this and i said okay so so if i hand you this catalog let's pretend i'm the president of the company and i get this nifty catalog and i say oh order some of these order some of these shirts i said and you're the buyer where are you going to order them and david said uh how about land's end I said, right, where is Land's End? Let's see if it's on here now. You know. I said, where is Land's End on here? And he said, I said, it's in the label on the picture of the shirt. That's the only place. So you're going to order it from your brother-in-law because everybody has a brother-in-law in imprinted merchandise, right? And I'm the president. I'm not giving you my whole catalog. I'm going to keep it. I'm just giving you a photocopy of that page. It's called the photocopy test. Okay. If you're selling a business to business, how would someone get in touch with you if all they had was a photocopy of one of the pages of your catalog? And uh, I said, see, there's nothing on here that says Land's End on this whole page. He's ordering it from his brother-in-law. Dave looked at me and said, wow, this is really different. That's eh, not that different, but it is some different. While I was sitting in his office, he got a call for, from a business who wanted, I don't remember, some big number, like hundreds of something. And he called the main office and said, you know, can we take this order? Can we, you know, there's a hundred of them in stock. They said, no, you can't take that order because we'd rather sell it to a hundred different consumers than sell it to one business. Who, you know, we may not even keep this division going. And I said, there's another principle, get your own inventory because the inventory in business to business is different, okay? If you have a large and a small, and those are the last two items in your catalog, in your 
and you have those on the shelf, you can sell those items. But if a company wants to do a company picnic and all you and you have a hundred large and a hundred small, but you have no mediums, <coughs> they're not gonna buy from you. That inventory is worthless from business to business standpoint. You can liquidate from business to business to consumer at almost no loss, but you can't go the other way around. Okay, it doesn't make any sense. So you always need to have adequate merchandise across SKUs if somebody's going to buy a collection for a company outing or a sales a sales conference or something else. Does that make sense? Okay, so there's some differences. Which brings up another point, which is get talk to somebody who knows something. Always a good plan. But Williams-Sonoma is now doing business to business, which I did not know, but they probably should have done it long, long ago. And probably, even though with their efficient catalog circulation, most modeling does not do logarithmic customer value. In other words, the top 1% gets a, gets a 5, the top 4% get a 5, the next 4% get a 5, the next 15, I mean, get a 4, get a 3. And the, and the bulk of the customers that are all pretty much the same get a, get a, get a 1. Most people put equal quintiles. Equal quintiles is a disaster. You might want to read my book about that. That's why most businesses don't realize the value of their top 1%. And I could tell you story after story after story. Okay, so now I wanted to talk about this yesterday. Ryan Healy did a post about... Um, handwritten letters to past club members. He got this in the mail, an envelope, and uh, from Naked Wines. And I crossed paths with Naked Wines in in 2012, I think it was. Yeah, pretty sure. And uh, so I have a couple of them that are connected. And I did I did subscribe for a while. Uh, they started out with a really great offer, like this letter promises: 15 bottles of wine for 89.99. Uh, it's like a $300 value or something like that. And that's only $6 a bottle or something. And But then after that, we didn't get as good an offer. <laughs> so I canceled. Uh, I really, really wanted to be a fan. But, you know, we, we don't, we're not wine connoisseurs. I was before I got married, but then other things took higher priority in our fi financing. Anyway, and so then Ryan asks, how do you do that? in back down in the comments and i said in the usa you can talk to oldschoolmarketing.com you can call me about it i can tell you something they have about 180 mostly women i admit that's what i i said you you have 100 and you have 180 rural women in in the ozarks down in in arkansas that are you know happy to to send out mail and they said that they could expand to a million pieces a month or two million pieces a month I don't know if I can show you this I'm trying to show it to you but I can't see whether you can see anyway this was how I got started with old school they sent me one and it was handwritten clearly handwritten I'm pretty good at telling the difference they also sent me some robot versions they have robots that do an excellent job at not doing the same letter twice this is a rollout one nope this is a handwritten one I tell more by the line slant than I do by the, the letters usually but anyway I wanted them to let me guess but anyway 
uh, very effective. We're going to be conducting some head-to-head -head tests between the robot, the regular mail, and the handwritten and getting some quantification of that, which is the key always to getting more funding for your direct mail, is setting up good tests. Okay, And finally, that brings me to uh, Mike Izzo's article from Gunderson Direct. I'm a fan of Gunderson. I think they do as good a job as anybody in the direct agency space, maybe the best. And Mike just seems like a super great guy. And Jeff, Jeff Taron. Um, and they say, why would you, here's five reasons why you'd want to use a full service agency. Okay. Now, in my experience, full service agencies meant all kinds of mass media, not specifically direct mail. So I would say, why would you want to hire a direct mail agency? That's pretty much more of it. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of printers make claims that they can do all of it for you and coordinate it all for you. And and I work with Keith Lawson down in Arizona and his company does as creatives. And But, you know, they pull together resources like most ad agencies do. Um, so the first one is expertise in and industry knowledge. Now that, to me, in my experience with direct agencies over the years, has been a little spotty. Oh, right. Um, they don't always understand printing, especially if you're doing something more than just, you know, a, a number 10 envelope type mailer or a postcard. If you're getting a catalog built, you might want to talk to people who build catalogs. So Jay Schmidt would be one that builds a, a bunch of catalogs. Although I looked at a recent catalog of theirs and uh, I would have had a, quite a few suggestions. You know, I've personally worked with something like 80 different catalog companies in creative and in customer segmentation and in product selection and a lot of, you know, even inventory issues like with Land's End. Um, so expertise, but, you know, find out, you know, if you have some ideas of where, what direction you want to go, ask them about that direction because direct mail is a is a really curious world where, the catalog world is very, very different from, say, the financial world where they mail almost all small solo pieces. It's very, very, very different. And the ability to track the results is very different in the financial world versus the uh, versus the uh, the catalog. In the catalog, we can track by credit card. You know, we can track. We know the credit card when we pull our customers. We can get some really good tracking, even if they buy retail whether they buy in the catalog or they retail or they go on the website. We can track all of that. Um, <clears throat> in the financial world, it's, it's, it's tough. Once they go into the bank, you, you know, you, you can do matchbacks and stuff. There's ways to do it. But it, it is a little bit of a different world. Okay, so um, secondly, data-driven targeting, which we're talking about, and personalization. You know, that's a whole world in itself. You know, we were pioneers here at machine learning and that stuff's still available but you know only really i i told clients you know you'd have to do a hundred thousand piece drop to really and to really get any benefit out of it because we can we can do your segmentation without that many pieces but if you only have ten thousand customers you know you start to get economies of scale in in direct mail in the setup Depends a little bit. Digital, there's less economies of scale because there's less setup on the press. You know, you just put your PDF in there and boy, whoosh, start the presses. But 
um, but there's some in paper buying and some other things and some postage qualification. So, uh, so printing more actually has some benefit, is my point. And uh, and yet, if if there's only ten thousand, yeah. So if there's only ten thousand pieces, you might as well print them all, and then figure out who to mail them to. Um, there's always more names. Comprehensive creative services, that's probably one of the best reasons because, you know, a copywriter who hasn't done mail and hasn't gotten that feedback of the results through time is not the same kind of copywriter as somebody who's spent years or even decades knowing what works and what doesn't. And we do a lot of copy features here. And so you really want to get a, a, a direct mail agency who's used to generating a response, getting something to happen. Um, scalability and efficiency, you know, when when you start, especially if you start by, if you're, you're thinking of tippy-toeing into direct mail, the way you set up a launch is different than the way you grow a mature catalog. It's very different because in a launch, you don't have any back tests you don't have any background you don't know what's going to work and what isn't so you want to be generous in your segments you want to mail more broadly than you think because you think you know exactly who your market is and again i could tell you story after story of this but we got to finish wrap it up measurable results and continuous improvement i know gunderson knows about the heuristic system the system makes direct mail infallible but they don't mention testing very much in here. <laughs> and so, you know, if you're considering mail, give us a call. Join the WDMA and we'll talk. Uh, that's one of the benefits of probably the biggest benefit is, you know, join and we'll try to help you with, with your marketing, whether it's direct mail or direct marketing more generally across other media. Uh, my number's down below. Start off the year right. Let's have a conversation. Let's let's join the digital resistance. I'm John Miglosh. Like, repost, your friends will know you're smart.